calling for the Eastern Town Council regular meeting for Monday, October 28, 2019. To order, let the uh, record show that the meeting started two minutes after six o'clock. Uh, Councilors should have an agenda in front of them. Are there any uh, late additions, Mr. Parker? Yes, we have one presentation, uh, Your Worship. And it is the cons it is uh, Bob and Tony Kinshella, please. Okay. Um, any deletions? Uh, there are none, Your Worship. Okay, very good. Um, is there a motion from a councillor to adopt the agenda as presented? Mr. Good? All in favor? Very good. Uh, so the first item on the agenda is actually the adoption <coughs> minutes. Uh, so there's in your package, you should have had minutes from the October 15, 2019 regular council meeting. Uh, are there any additions, edits, clarifications, deletions, etc., etc., required? If not, I will take a motion to adopt the uh, minutes of the October 15, 2019 regular council meeting as presented. Mr. Needham, all in favor? Uh, are there any public hearings, uh, Mr. Parker? Uh, there are none, Your Worship. Uh, very good. And so that takes us to presentations. And I want to welcome Bob and Tony Kinshilla to uh, our council chambers. And uh, perhaps you could do the honors for us, Ms. Ms. Bell. Sure. Um, we are asked Bob and Tony to attend this evening as they have provided a personal donation to the Baytex Energy Center in the amount of $30,000. Uh, we did make note of this at the opening because it was such a substantial donation, so thank you very much. And we'd like to ask them to come up and we'll do just a, a photo with Council and Bob and Tony and we'll provide that um, information on our social media and Twitter account and all that great stuff. Let's get everybody into the music. Yes. Watch my daughter's hockey 
because I have two toddlers and now she can be in the playground area watching the hockey and her toddlers are there so she's super pleased. Um, Mr. Parker, we'll go to uh, bylaws. Is there, uh, you have a item uh, request for direction on bylaw 2055. Is That's known as the nuisance and the property bylaw appeal board. That is correct. And, and like you said at the earlier meeting at the organizational meeting, what we did um, is we were looking at putting together terms of reference and a new bylaw. And we were in the process of it. So uh, quickly, we wrote the terms of reference. Well, you can come. We have the terms of reference really uh, done in advance. And so this is just the first kick at the can. So it's not really to be passed tonight, um, but it's it's just uh, out here for council's discussion. And uh, there already we, you know, staff had looked at it again. We've looked at it a few times, um, but there's even some minor changes we'd like to make also even from this one. But we just like to go through this, uh, uh, like the terms of reference and also the bylaw itself really, um, and just see if, uh, uh, this is uh, meets what council is looking for um, since it's also part of the cup report to be adjusting you know, our bylaws and our policies. So the first thing is if you turn to page 10 of uh, on, uh, that is where we have uh, the, the terms of reference. It's actually one of three. Uh, page 10, this one right here. Okay. In terms of reference, then. page 10 of 61. 10 of 61, that's correct. 10 of 61 or 1 of 3 on that. In terms of reference. Um, the, the one thing uh, we were looking at, and uh, where it says members may recuse themselves only for reasons of pecuniary interest, we were thinking that maybe may should be must and take out the word only. So it's members must recuse themselves uh, for reasons of pecuniary interest. Um, that would be one change that we would suggest. And I don't know if councillors had a chance to even look at this one here and if they had some suggestions also. So if uh, if I, I'm part of the process of the complaint or whatever, I would excuse myself as well, would I not? Correct, yeah. yeah. So that would be a you know, pecuniary interest. Yeah. Uh, what interest but it's not well, well, well how about this how about we issue a ticket to you a violation citation and then you appealed it then you shouldn't be sitting on the board to actually decide whether your appeal is So council really would be involved, other than maybe if they heard a concern from a citizen, and then they pass that issue on to council. I don't um, think there should be something there to, to clarify. I can see that you make point. There should be something to clarify. Was it your point? Okay. Um, to clarify that there had to be, in a case of a lack of independence in the original judgment, there should be something to follow. Council would not have made the original judgment counselor. It would have been a bylaw enforcement officer. So this is a bylaw violation. Yeah. So if I, in turn, had um, made, the, made the complaint to the bylaw person, I should not be part of the appeal process. Yeah. I wouldn't think. Yeah. That's yeah. not that makes sense. Because I, yeah. I had to do that one time since being on council. I Members who are aware that they may have an interest yeah. in the appeal? In any form? Sure. In any form? Yeah. Mr. Parker, I am guilty of not reading this in as detailed manner as I should. There are a number of rental properties in Peace River, and I, in my experience, there's often uh, complaints from neighbors about rental properties. So. Uh, 
just clarify, so I'm renting a property from ABC, so would the enforcement order go against the registered owner of the property or the renter of the day? I presume the owner. It, it goes to, towards to the owner. To that is okay. So now we're in an appeal and uh, the owner of the property would show up with his renter to appeal the decision or I, I guess I guess my question is, who's at fault here? Does the renter come into this discussion, or is it always the Ultimately, owner? Ultimately, it is the owner it's of the, the property. Owner. Okay. Yeah. So, the so, so they're responsible for even the individuals. Now, we, if you took a look at the, the last case we had, we, we actually issued it to the owner of the property, but the person who put in the uh, appeal was loosely associated with the owner, but not the property itself. I, I, and had permission to do so. But in most cases, isn't the owner still has the responsibility of making, let's, let's just say, for example, sidewalks, grass going four feet tall on the sidewalk. The owner might have requirements with the tenant or agreement in the tenant that you're supposed to mow it every couple of weeks or whatever, but the tenant doesn't. The complaint still goes to the owner, and it's up to the owner to mow it, charge back to the tenant, or depending on their agreement. But I don't think that the tenant may never show up, but the owner can have their own discussion with the tenant. And I know there are contracts like that. I think it's skipped down. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. So, good, good question, Councillor Needham. I guess I just skipped down into the bylaw where it says the appeal notice means a written request to review a cleanup in order order submitted by the appellant and the appellant means the person who's named in the cleanup order so what you're saying is in our last case that 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 wasn't necessarily the same people right we made the we had or put in the unsightly um cleanup order to one person but the appeal came to us in a different name even though the appellant in that case okay yeah, that was correct because I believe what happened is they were representing uh, an organization that was renting so that property. So, so does it actually say, because it says, that it refers to the occupant, but, and then it does refer to the owner. Okay, so could it go to the occupant? Uh, my understanding that what you can do when you do the citation, you can actually go to the property and actually serve uh, the property and that has been part of the procedure. Okay. Yeah, but um, I believe we also sent it to the registered owner. They're, they're aware of that. I did jump ahead, so yeah. sorry about that. Okay. Um, the other uh, error that we kind of like noticed is actually on the bylaw itself on page 15 of 61. And, and it's just a minor thing. It's, it's uh, we, we've listed the repeals of bylaws 
A panel shall consist of three members of council. Like I got what they meant, they meant by panel by reading that, but is the panel? It refers it's back to the me. first bullet that says they may be impaneled, so then they became the panel. By oh, okay, the that's how I wrote that word. Thank you. Uh, question then. Um, must it be, it says shall consist of three members of council. So let's say we redid the meeting that we just had. We're all present. Should then four of us go and sit in the gallery and not ask questions and not, and not engage? So, so what would happen is, is this would be a separate actual meeting from a council meeting? That because that one was kind of tied to a regular meeting where we were all sort of there anyway. The reason for that was because the uh, haste or the the way that we had to pass the bylaw is it established it as all members of council and we didn't have any kind of judicial quasi judicial mechanism. So the only way we could do it was to fit inside a council meeting. We've since taken it out. And then it gives the flexibility to when the smaller group could, could meet. So would this, should something come up in the future, it'll be like, hey, your name was drawn this time. And, and can you make it on these dates? And, and that's how we'd be just going on a rotating basis. So it wouldn't be the same three counselors and, and it might jury change. Yeah. I would just like jury <laughs> So I just have to show up and disqualify myself. So. Unless you have an interest. I don't have to do this. Okay, so um, is council comfortable with this uh, bylaw being passed? By the way, just to give you one final, uh, uh, it did go through uh, a review through our legal, and Gwendolyn um, did take an extensive look at it, and uh, she had made a couple of changes from what we had looked at, and then it came back to the administration. Uh, we took a look at it, and this is a. So, uh, Your Worship, I'm not sure that we need to rush to have this done tonight. Um, you know, we haven't assigned it. It's, you know, haven't assigned it. It's file number, and there, I just don't think there's that much of a rush that we need to do it tonight. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll motion to accept for information. Mr. Good. All Um, that takes us to unfinished business. Is there any? Uh, there are any. There is none. Your sure. uh, New business. A, uh, we have a request for decision regarding the IDP referral for a gravel pit in NDPs. So I'm going to lead us through that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Director McRae will be. Council, uh, for you uh, tonight is uh, a request for direction in terms of uh, the land use bylaw amendment within an IDP area pursuant to bylaw 2048. And as part of our recent IDP process, anytime uh, we have uh, a development uh, within the IDP area, they get referred to uh, the, the neighboring municipality. So in this case, uh, the development is in the NDAPs and the proposed development is uh, within that NDAPs area, uh, but is uh, within the IDP plan area between ourselves and the NDAPs. So the proposed uh, development is a gravel pit and this gravel pit would be uh, the proposed gravel pit would be going to the south of the existing gravel pit. Uh, they're proposing that uh, that gravel pit would just be kind of an extension to the existing gravel pit with an internal road connecting the two. And then, so as far as truck traffic in and out of that gravel pit, they would be using the existing access uh, for uh, that gravel pit area. 
So, uh, so they, with, along with that, uh, they've also uh, submitted uh, a, a reclamation plan uh, for the gravel pit once that gravel pit has uh, ceased operation and is being returned uh, back to to native. Uh, so that uh, was provided uh, to administration as well. So the request on this is administration requests the council provide direction with respect to whether or not the town provides feedback to the MD, and if direction is to provide written feedback and substance of that feedback. So if there's any objections uh, to having this development in that location. <coughs> any questions, Mr. McQueen? So um, it mentions that um, gravel has either was in the past or is right now being um, crushed and dealt with in the bottom of the pit. Yes. So the expectation is that this new gravel source that will also be in the bottom of the pit, minimizing noise and dust and Yeah, so stuff. they'll be using the same gravel crusher that's currently in that location. Okay, so and have we had any like residents complain about it in the past? Uh, other than uh, kind of uh, dust uh, complaints and uh, not so much noise complaints in that area, it's more dust control and that is something that uh, I know with uh, the gravel pit board, I know there was some uh, concerns about two years ago within that, but I haven't heard anything since then. <coughs> uh, so, and that was basically uh, them uh, providing uh, some measures to put in place to make sure that they kept that dust down to a minimum. So we could possibly write to uh, MD of Peace expressing that wish that dust be dealt with as it has been in the past uh, in terms of lessening it and the same thing with the noise and whatever. Uh, Jim, the first um, map that's given or drawing, it shows two red stars and a red star that's outlined in black. Is there a reason that that's a different? Uh, I think those are just existing gravel pit operations. Uh, so we do have the two existing gravel pit operations uh, just to the, the west of uh, the proposed development. That one with the, the black around it, that is the existing gravel pit that this extension would be going off So the red box then is the extension? That's correct. Okay, that's what I thought, but I was just confused by that was a different color. Mm -hmm. So two were on the west side of the road, and the one with the black star is on the east side of the road, and yeah, the new and development one, is on the east side of the road, that's too. That's Highway, one, I should say. That's correct. And that kind of black star one, that is the one that is immediately to the south of the water treatment plant. Okay, and, and I know that you addressed this with Councillor Manzer, uh, but just once again, the Gravel Pit Committee um, does address the issues of noise and dust and as well. well. Yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Jim, just uh, again, uh, focusing on the map and where the uh, Highway 684 is. So, <coughs> so from the center line of the highway back, is there uh, any kind of a tree buffer planned or is the pit operation uh, well, from the center line of the highway or the shoulder of the highway, how far off the highway is it going to be? Any, are, are, would, they, would they mine gravel right up to the... No, they, they would be restricted uh, for a certain setback from the road distance. So, so there is a... Uh, what we're seeing for a setback right now for the existing gravel pit, we would expect for the, the proposed extension. So it's, Highways is going to require a certain setback uh, from the highway for that gravel pit. I just looking again at the red square, it's the way it's, I realize it's a scale issue, but so there will be a, a, a tree, it could, could be trees, it could be grass, yeah. uh, it, could be not, it could be nothing, I guess. That, that's right. Uh, I don't have any indication that uh, right now uh, that they're going to be doing any. Uh, any tree along that edge. 
I do know that uh, like it's a 60 meter right away where that highway right away goes through. So, and probably got a uh, 40 meter road with 10 meters on either side for right away uh, for your shoulder, so 30 feet. So, and then you're going to have a certain setback uh, provided beyond that for you actually get the gravel pit. And just, just so I get a, the scope and the size of that, just so that that looks like a big gravel pit. Like again, the scale on here. Would would you estimate that to be like a half mile, or is that? Uh, well, they, they say curious. that uh, the site uh, is to be mined in eleven blocks. Uh, so let's see if we've got an actual. Yeah, that, that's that's fine. I guess I could always go to the open house and find out for myself. But it does. There's a map yeah. of that. Yeah, if you look at uh, page 33 to 61, it shows those uh, blocks in there. So a little more than one. The next picture. Yeah, and then you know you can also see a little more of that uh, of the setback in that picture. Right. So that those those hashed lines are the setbacks. Then. Yeah. So that that looks like a. I'm gonna guess that's a that's a good half mile. Yeah. Some kind of a thing. Fair, fair enough. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that. And actually, on page 34 to 61, uh, you can see their landscaping plan there. So uh, right. I they do, do have some proposed vegetation in there. So I'm not sure if I've got details on what that vegetation plan I, I is. That is that when the um, after the gravel's gone? No, that would be. Uh, during operations. That would be during operations. So they're they're going to have a they're proposing a 2.5 meter berm along uh, the highway right of way through there. Uh, that would also kind of uh, decrease in uh, kind of the exposure of the gravel pit from people on the highway as well. Dust and it would provide a little bit of the noise barrier. In that regard as well. Your Worship, sorry, I, I do have another question. You know, Let me guess what the question is. The question is, do these red stars, <laughs> are they indicative of a hidden socialist agenda? Because <laughs> they are red stars. Thanks for clarifying that point. You're right. Uh, you know, forgive my <laughs> forgive my poor memory, but is this the first uh, request we've had under our IDP come. I believe this one is. It is so. So just so we're all on the same page. I guess myself. Maybe you guys are already there. When this has come to us, the MD has already approved it, and they're sending it to us because this is our shared IDP territory. Yes. Um, and I mean. I mean, we certainly have the option of being able to go back and with with comments and, and such. But is this that process in action, and should we should this be a moment of recognition, <laughs> or or recognition, or I don't know. I I just I think it's something for us to really look at. Um, here's the process in in practice, uh, and uh, you know. I mean, we have questions, and that's exactly what we wanted to have happen. And hopefully, when it goes back the other way, the same thing will happen. Um, but I just thought I would mention that and see if I was on that track. Thanks. So I will mention that there is that public open house on the 18th of November as well uh, for public input. So uh, this hasn't passed this point, so they're in the consultative process. <coughs> And as part of that, they are reaching out to municipal partners and, uh, as part of the IDP process for them. And they also got addresses for our residents in Shaftesbury to, email, to mail them? I would have to check with Lisa on that one. No, they did. We oh, sent did? them. Yeah, I oh. sent them. Okay. No, that's a good point. So they'll be contacting our residents directly. We sent them a mailing list of all the addresses for the Shaftesbury Estates area. This was at the request of the MD of Peace. Um, so they'll send out notice to residents in that area. So, so I, I guess I would like to see Min um, basically say thanks for this uh, information and um, uh, thanks also for uh, 
indicating that the um, activity will take place at the, the bottom of the pit, uh, the minimizing the noise, dust with the berms and so on, like kind of reinforcing, yes, those things are important in, in our minds as well. Yeah. Is that a motion? I uh, can make that a motion, yes, indeed. Uh, all, um, any other comments? I think you had your hand up. Yeah, I was curious. Uh, so they're having a public hearing. Um, our our opinion or whatever on this, whatever turns out to be at the end of the, our voting on this motion, is this something that goes to that public hearing? So they would say, look, this is the town of Peace River's opinion on this, and that would be made kind of public at the public hearing as well? Or, 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 or I'm just I would curious if that's. That would be peace, you know. Uh, Especially if, if, if uh, there's general support for that development in there with uh, those uh, <coughs> notes or restrictions in there. And, and the comments can be positive or, or areas that you wish to see improved. So either or can be sent for the public hearing. I guess. And that's what that's the purpose of this whole process is is for us to actually have a chance, right? So. It's important to say, okay, it's nice to say this is important to us. We feel that this is important, so we'll write that. We like that. We want to make sure that this is kept. And it looks, I, I, well, I guess I'm here to give my opinion, so I'm going to do that. It looks like a very responsibly developed plan. And if we could include that in the thing, I would be appreciative of that. So I guess uh, in terms of direction, Take it that overall council is in favor of the development at this point. You all have a motion on that. Okay. Um, any other questions? You know what? Geological epoch. This gravel was laid down. Uh, that I, I couldn't speak to. Okay, very good. So, so the motion, uh, if I could restate it, is uh, to uh, to have administration uh, uh, commuting in writing to the MBFPs uh, that uh, that the town of Peace River uh, uh, the town of Peace River wishes to thank them for the re referral. Uh, the referral uh, appears to depict uh, uh, a responsibly uh, a respons responsibly uh, developed operate a uh, development plan uh, and uh, we we would like uh, we would appreciate it if if the Indian Peace Council or the if the Indian Peace could reinforce the need for what was dust what is it crushing at the bottom of the pit or yeah basically it's the information in the last paragraph among, uh, above the request statement so um, the gravel washing and crushing uh, will be at the bottom of the old pit. Uh, they're keeping traffic off the highway as much as they can. Uh, noise dust impacts will be minimized. And um, yeah, and then there was the, the question, somebody saw the landscaping, wherever that was. Landscaping plan be adhered to. Jerry, my explanation. All in favor of uh, Deputy Mayor Mazur's motion? Thank you. Um, request for decision regarding the Peace River School Division joint meeting. Thank you very much, uh, Your Worship Council. Uh, every year, uh, Peace River School Division has a meeting, um, a joint meeting, and uh, of course, obviously, we're invited to one of other uh, municipalities. Uh, this next meeting is to be held on February 4, 2020, at 7 
p.m. at the board's office in Grimshaw, and this is just an enabling motion. So, how many councillors have we been enabled? Uh, generally, we have two go. Although last time, Siggy Pants over here couldn't make it, as you can see, his attendance is somewhat suspect. I went by myself. <laughs> It was a good time anyway, so there's plenty of other people to chat with. Um, okay, so I'm just being an idiot. So, uh, for a motion to enable two councillors to attend the Peace Sugar School Division meeting on February 24th. Uh, February 4th, okay. 2020. And that would be Mr. Good. All in favor? Uh, next item on the agenda is a request for decision regarding solar power funding. Good evening, Your Worship and Council. Has this report been distributed? Uh, it has, a print copy has gone out and it has been uploaded, uploaded to the agenda. The Deputy Mayor may not have a copy. Okay. However, if the Mayor has a copy, it has to be distributed. Fair enough, I will accept that as possible. I'll give you a second, I'll just do a little bit of background information. So. Um, just to remind council that about six weeks ago we had received notification from the province that our um, expression of interest for the um, Alberta Municipal Climate Change Action Center um, and the Alberta Innovates grant program that they're doing for um, facilities and projects under the Municipal Community Generation Challenge was approved and council had approved staff move on to a full um, project proposal which is due by January 8th of 2020. Um, staff had identified and were tasked with at that time <coughs> to formalize, determine and formalize the relationship uh, between ourselves and the Peace Solar Cooperative which is our um, community partner in this and it's a, a prerequisite of or requirement of this this grant program. Um, just in terms of additional background information, um, we have proposed a 1.6 ground mounted megawatt PV photovoltaic solar facility at the Peace River Airport. Um, provides a significant amount of improvements, um, potentially giving us reduced energy costs, reduced greenhouse gases, um, uh, skills and, and other types of, of benefits able to do uh, do skills sharing across the province um, and other um, significant benefits for, for a project like this. Under the application, the total project cost of $3.9 million, um, dollars, uh, the, we were open to receive $2.93 million in, in grant funding. Um, so the difference of that was $945,000 and of that the cooperative had indicated that they would fund $800,000 and the town would fund the difference of $145,000 which was really an in-kind contribution of land at the airport. Um, at this ratio our contribution is about a 15.3% investment in the project. So on October 8th of this month, staff met with representatives of the PSC or the Peace Solar Cooperative and confirmed that if this funding commitment and relationship was still acceptable and, and in place, um, and they confirmed it was, um, and that they were confident that they would be able to uh, secure their portion of the funding that would be required for the project. Um, and if that's true, um, taking this as a, um, a risk-reward proposition where if you put in the funding you would receive the benefit at that relationship, um, their contribution would be 84.7% of project costs, um, so in turn could be entitled to that percentage of the project benefits. Um, during the discussion, we also identified that there are some potential costs in the preparation of the full project proposal. There's some analysis that needs to be done 
in terms of system connectivity. Um, we just can't go and connect up to existing power infrastructure studies and plans need to be prepared. Um, site surveys, which would include both terrain and wildlife surveys, surveys and other analysis would probably be required. Very preliminary estimates that we've done at this time show that approximately forty to fifty thousand dollars would be required to gather the information to continue with the application. So keeping in mind the numbers we had identified earlier and again confirmed with the with the cooperative, the town at that fifteen point three percent ratio um, would be asked to contribute between six to one twenty and seventy six fifty. Um, to assist in the application, whereas the cooperative would pick up the balance of the of the funds, um, and they were agreeable to that. So again, you know, as part of the risk reward prospect, um, and again, this is it's uncertain if this application will receive the funding, but they had indicated that they are prepared to take on the risk, and quite frankly, the um, bulk of the work. Uh, under the um, supervision of the town. Um, they're able to procure um, businesses and or individuals as needed easier than we can. We have a formal RP process. Their processes are a little less restrictive. Um, so it was agreed that they would be the lead for the work that would be required. At the end of the day, the town would likely remain the owners of the facility. And this is typically because any grant funds that are received um, means that if they're applied towards a project, that the expectation is that the municipality that receives those will retain control of the project or the asset after the fact. Um, so we would work with the cooperative to um, determine ways to identify the, the financial benefit of this, um, but at the end of the day, the town would probably maintain control of the asset. Um, work with them to sign a long-term um, power purchase type agreement. Those tend to be 20 or 25 years, um, and determine mechanisms to to ensure that both parties are protected. As part of this discussion, staff are seeking approval um, for the town to incur project application costs of up to $8,000, um, and these amounts have not been budgeted for. So to do so, they would just become part of our overall financial position identified on an upcoming variance report and, and discussed at that point. So there's a couple options here that staff will like council to consider. The first is that council approve an investment and benefit stake currently set at 15.3% for the town and 84.7% for peace um, solar cooperative and subject to change. So as investment dollars go up or down, if the town does more in-kind contributions or more financial contributions at the approval of council, those numbers could change. For the solar facility application and project, um, an approved application costs not to exceed $8,000 at this point. Um, advantages are to allow the project application to continue, um, and this will start the financial relationship between the town and PSE. Um, disadvantages, these funds have not been budgeted for. Again, they were unknown at the time and will have an impact on a year-end position. Option two is a council approved an investment and benefit stake between the town and PSC at some different percentage um, for the solar facility application and project. Um, the advantages and disadvantages are kind of similar as it's unknown since we don't know what the stake would be. Um, but there is a potential disadvantage of by doing so could discourage investment or impaired participation of PSC or <coughs> third parties. Uh, final option is a council decline to approve the spending of any funds associated with the application. Um, there is a financial benefit of not doing so because we would not have to incur money, um, potentially lose the future benefit, again, depending on the success of our application. Um, and the disadvantage would be that the significant amount of work that's been done by parties to this point um, would be spoiled, could be spoiled. 
staff recommendation is for option one that council approve an investment in benefit stake <coughs> which is currently set at 15.3 percent to the town 84.7 for peace solar cooperative and subject to change for the facility application and project and approved application costs not to exceed eight thousand dollars okay this is okay i uh so a couple things, Greg. Um, we got a little farther in this process than maybe we had, had expected originally, right? Like there seemed like there was going to be a lot of applications, and there still is quite a few applications still in the process, correct? I'm not sure how many have passed the second stage. I know that going into the second stage expression of interest um, uh, stage, there was either 43 or 49 applications. I don't know. And I have asked a question, but I was not told the number how many of those applications were uh, eliminated. So we, we don't know. There could be 5, 10, 40 applications still um, eligible for, for consideration. Script, did you see your hand up? Or is it because I don't know if I was I just acknowledge, but, but I'll say, could you be forced to step on? Sounds good. <laughs> Um, your costs, they include like the, it, it had mentioned that the town might stay on as the owner of this project, um, which would carry an administrative burden. Do those costs account for that administrative burden that this could carry into the future? Um, hopefully not. What I would anticipate in terms of relationship is we would retain ownership. We would charge the cooperative some type of lease fee or something that equates to our 15.3 percent um, and then make them responsible for the maintenance and upkeep of the site which they could probably do cheaper um, again if it's a cooperative they may have volunteer resources or other to uh, leverage and try to keep costs down so so my caution to that would be i suppose um, kind of like how it worked out with the rec center um, like the, as in the Aladair Rex. Yes. Um, <laughs> Just to clear that up. <laughs> because, you know, like I'm sure at the time it all seemed like a wonderful idea with the Rex Center, but now, you know, if we get, you know, the bill of cleaning that up is going to be quite, you know, high. And I don't, you know, like how long does this last for and what are the risks? That, that, that's all. I just wouldn't want, you know, a future version of me sitting in this chair being like, oh, why didn't past version of me consider that? Yeah, um, and, and that's understood. So under the generation of, of electricity, um, the capital costs are the primary determinant of electricity costs. In this case, um, we're not just looking at the cost for the panels. There's a cost for the subsequent infrastructure that have to be put in place, which would include supports, uh, underground wiring, wiring connection to the electrical grid system. Um, so if those remain in place and they're good assets, the replacement of the PV panels on a regular basis, whether it's 15, 20, 25 years, um, will probably still make it a beneficial project in, in the long run. Um, PV prices are coming down all the time. They're being mass produced overseas. Um, and the per kilowatt hour cost to generate electricity is is slowly shrinking over time also so again based on that and as long as the infrastructure um, the, the core infrastructure is, is sound and again that's the supports in the wiring um, it's, it's most likely a good investment it will be long term great thanks okay so what what do you want from us uh, staff's recommendation is an approval that the investment and benefit Percentages identified at 15.3% for the town and 84.7% for the, the cooperative um, are put in place. And again, those are subject to change. Um, and to approve, and this could be one or two motions, um, staff to incur costs of up to $8,000 to assist in the application. Okay, who wants to make that motion? I'll make that motion. Your Worship, I think it should be two motions, Byron. What I'll do you make, think? Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I will make a motion that Council approve 
investment in Benefit State currently set at 50.3%, uh, which is subject to change. Where am I stopping? <laughs> I think the money needs to be a separate. I will stop at 15.3%. Okay. I'll make the motion that that uh, that we approve the um, solar facility application project, approve application costs that do not exceed $8,000. Um, okay. Very good. Thank Thanks, you. Byron. I just thought that was better. Oh, that, that actually makes sense to separate the money. Because that's kind of specific. Um, do you have any briefing note on public utility laws? That is correct, Your, Your Worship and uh, Council. Uh, before you is uh, a notice regarding public utility laws. Um, so we've been actually been doing this um, over the summer, in which we've been um, uh, uh, maintaining and clearing uh, public utility lots. But as we are uh, getting ready for the winter, we thought that um, there, there's some lots that definitely have to be cleared out. And so this is just a, a, a public notice that we'd like to put out and uh, just uh, one little extra step uh, prior to the snow falling, which kind uh, of started today. So we just want to get this notice out, um, put it onto the um, agenda and also put it on the website and uh, just make sure that people are aware of that. If they are unsure if um, the property beside them is a public utility lot, they can contact us. There's the number there. Um, and then if they do have something, they can just remove it because um, what's happened, it does cause problems once the snow starts laying all over the place. So we're just trying to be a little proactive here with our communication tools. So, Solution for information. It, it, yes, that's all it is. Okay. So it, it's going out though on um, the utility notices. It, as well, no, maybe? actually, this one is going to be on our website. It's been on our and uh, it'll be on Facebook and uh, uh, Twitter. It'll be uh, posted uh, downstairs. Um, pardon me. I know not the newspaper. We didn't plan that. Could it go out on the monthly? We would so we would send this out to traditional media outlets so it wouldn't go out as an ad it would go out as a news item um, we'll see who bites um, and then for the utility bills this month we're sort of tied up on that one with the uh, rec center changeover with community services so there's a note coming out on the Baytex Energy Center and the split between community services and parks and recreation the utility lot notice could go out in the next billing cycle that would be towards the end of November I would like to see that just because it serves a maybe a slightly different population yep. than the other social media. I agree. I'd, I'd like to suggest that we also include our newspaper. A um, couple of reasons. Um, one, I think there are people who do not partake in social media, etc. And we have a newspaper record. And in all fairness, they're here. The radio station's not here, and I'll be very straightforward with this. They're here, you're here, you come and you take interest in us, and I think we should reflect that in our decisions. So we're advertising in the uh, Peace River, Smoky River Express. Yes? It's the South Peace News now, basically. It's, it's basically all the South Peace News now. Yeah. yeah. It's all under one better. And would you like us to in the Record Gazette as well, or? Um, what's our newspaper record? It would be the Peace River Record Gazette. That's where we file all of our um, legislated advertising notices. And then that's great when we do both. Sure. Do you have a budget for that? Uh, no, but I'm sure we have some money left in the advertising budget somewhere. It wasn't an item we specifically budgeted for. No. We'll, we'll make sure it gets up. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Reply. might need the rest of that advertising budget to cover up his uh, I've got some money in my office. <laughs> 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 okay, so that now needs to be a motion. So uh, who's going to put that all together into a motion? Okay, All that together in a motion. So moved. <laughs> 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 okay, 
That's really showing trust in uh, staff <laughs> with that motion, I can imagine. <laughs> well, um, you, the buck stops with you, Mr. That's, that's Just remember that. No joking, no joking. I'm, I'm very serious, sir. Yeah, I never really mean the buck stops with you. There's no race. Yeah, yeah. I tried to get the word hell in a motion one time, and it didn't work out. So, yeah. All righty. Um, so uh, what you have uh, for this next item, uh, Your Worship, is uh, the town has received an invitation from mayor and council to attend the ribbon cutting of the South Regional Waterline Truck Fill uh, Station opening on November 7th, uh, 2019 at 10 a.m. And uh, as uh, council is aware, we've been very supportive of this project right from the very beginning. Uh, uh, we also helped petition uh, the ministers at RMA and AUMA. Um, and uh, now it's coming to a uh, an end here, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to uh, actually uh, uh, ensuring that this water line is successful to uh, our neighboring residents. And so, um, when we receive this uh, invitation, um, uh, uh, Council. November 7th is a Friday? It's Thursday. Yes, sir. We have an ICF meeting right after, right, right, right after this. Okay. And Mr. Parker, you also forget, along with those accolades as to how we've been working, you forgot to mention the bargain basement price that we gave them on the water. So I would just add that to your long list. That is true. So uh, a motion, we need a motion to enable up to. I would uh, put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, to enable uh, our entire council to attend uh, the opening November 7th at 10 o'clock. For the South Peace Regional Water Line. Okay. Uh, that takes us to reports. Warden uh, Alberta elected leaders minutes for January 18, 2019. Uh, wow. Um, Mr. Mayor, uh, I could explain that um, this organization does not like to have its minutes uh, published until they're approved at their next meeting. So their next meeting, I think, happened in August, and that's why we're getting this late uh, set of minutes. So as you can see, it was oil pipelines and things like that that were, they were concerned about, and the rest of it is for your reading pleasure. Okay. Um, so a motion to accept the information. That takes us to information. There's three items uh, on uh, the information part of the agenda. One's a letter from Municipal Affairs regarding the Municipal Indicator Report. Is there anything you want to underscore there, Mr. Parker? Uh, no, other than uh, all 13, uh, there was no uh, uh, warnings for them. We passed uh, all the indicators. So just a question. So these indicators, they're uh, basically how the town is being run and certain elements within that? Correct. So if we didn't pass, what would happen? Uh, they would, uh, it depends on what type of the indicators. So for example, in some financial indicators, they would come on in and it actually uh, could trigger an inspection automatic, um, uh, especially in the financial ones. Uh, yeah, they get kind of excited on that one. So council would like to probably thank staff for uh, making sure that we all pass this. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, your second item for information is uh, November 5th and 6th, 2019, Unis 101. And I guess this is uh, another Uni 101 course. That is correct. And uh, has, has Ms. Downing attended a Uni 101? I have to worry. Oh. Very good. Is it not? No, or I, 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 that's kind of an interesting question. I don't know where you take that. Excellent comment, Mr. Councilor Stanmore. Excellent question. Uh, I'm, I'm not afraid to answer that. It's just that uh, you, uh, you, you, uh, you, you were rather busy uh, uh, when you first came to the council. Oh, yeah. no, but I did. I, did. I, I attended it with you. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that's a good memory. Very memorable event, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, oh, yes, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, I, I would suggest that if we could find out if they've got enough uh, people attending this, and if they don't, maybe to come back to council and maybe some would attend it again because it's being held in Pizur, which is kind of unique for some of these courses too. So, but only if they need us. As of last week, they had nine registrants. They had the previous one they did down south had ten. So. Uh, yeah, nine is less than they would like for the distance that they have to travel, and they were expecting to hear back from, I believe, Fairview. They were expecting a couple of people, but I know that they would certainly appreciate um, the bolster of uh, more numbers. Unfortunately, um, I was not fast enough off the mark to book into the shiny new Baytex. Apparently, snatched the room, so this will be held in Athabasca Hall. A letter of support from the Summer Village of Alberta Beach regarding the GSP audit. Um, I'm not sure if any comments are wanted there. Perhaps we could have a motion to accept items 10.1 through 10.3 on information. Your Worship, I see that there was another one on our table. Is that supposed to be an item for information? We just uh, left it on if anyone wanted to add it or not. Uh, it wasn't originally going to be added on. Um, and then if, if anyone did attend it, I don't think the mayor could attend uh, this this one here, but it's all it was to attend. We're double booked, are we not here? We're triple booked, for example. Well, it's actually at the cemetery. So, Mr. Mayor, I would. Uh, I don't know how to uh, make a motion. Okay, I move that uh, Ms. Downing be enabled to attend the November 7th, 10:30 uh, a.m. Um, Good Shepherd event, where they are um, holding a service at Mount Pleasant Cemetery for No Stone Left Alone organization. Okay. All in any notices of motion, Mr. Perkin? There are none, Your Worship. Um, I'm not seeing anyone uh, in the public gallery. Uh, I'll turn to the media. And uh, are there any uh, special requests, uh, Ms. Thompson? Um, any comments on the provincial budget? Is there anything in there that's going to specifically affect the Peace that you've noticed so far? We will wait until we've read the budget. Oh, okay. It came out on Thursday. <laughs> Come on, you guys. It jumped up. It's only like 190 pages or something. Uh, um, we have illicit uh, comments from staff. Uh, okay. And then uh, airport RFP process, where's that at? Is there anything new coming out anytime soon? Uh, that will, uh, we're, uh, uh, the, the, RFPs have, the RFP has closed and it is, uh, 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 the proposals are in uh, the law firm that's managing that process. Okay. And so, any timeline on when that? Uh, we will keep you advised as to uh, the, the process as we go along. Sure. And, and, and we should have an update at the next council meeting. Next council meeting. Yeah. Okay. That's it for me. Okay. So, excuse me. Before you leave. Can I just mention how much I appreciate you coming? Thank you. I do appreciate that you do appreciate that. <laughs> no, I'm serious because um, there's other press and there's other people that could be in, that could be here, and you've been consistent. I'm fortunate to have a really good editor. Um, we have sort of completed this sort of expansion that we're doing, so we're basically running from Slave Lake to Grimshaw at this point. I get to what I can. I get about five articles a week for space. So I don't get to do everything. Sometimes they get put over. Um, I have talked to my editor because we're tired of getting scooped as well because um, I'll come to these meetings and then I'll still get scooped. I can't really compete with how quickly the radio gets stuff up. However, my work will be more comprehensive and they're going to try to start getting my stuff on the website when I submit it on Thursdays and it should be there on Fridays. So it will be a quicker turnaround. I hope. I mean, that's out of my control, but that's what we're trying to do um, because they see my point where I'm getting scooped because of the week-long um, 
you know, deadlines that we have being weekly. But well, well there's that, and there's, and also, um, this again, this is a personal opinion, not speaking on behalf of council, but the objectivity in your articles has been notable. Thank you. I'm, I'm really trying hard on that. I mean, I made, uh, I am admitting the Peace River Politics Group, <laughs> trying really? to keep people from fighting uh, as much as they have been while still discussing, but, um, you know, uh, yeah, um, that's what I'm trying to do is present everyone's opinions as you say them, how you say them. So that's, and I have a really good editor. He's won something like 80 um, newspaper awards, just to let you all know. He is an award-winning editor. Um, so under his tutelage, we're trying to uh, keep our streak going. Thank you. Well, for example, your airport article the other day, I mean, that's not an event that you can get scooped on. It's something that, you know, mm -hmm. was built over time and that kind of thing. And it was very well written. Sorry. Thank you. And I'm trying to follow through on stories. So if there are developments that I can keep following through these threads, and I'm particularly trying to focus on human interest stories because I can dig a little deeper in those and, uh, you know, follow these things as they happen, like homelessness and, and things that are controversial and important to the town. That's where I'm trying to prioritize. Um, and my editor is happy with that, so we'll keep doing that. Thanks, Phil. Uh, Ms. Hume, any, uh, anything you want to add to that? Any, anything you want to emphasize? Um, we'll have more details about the December 1st event, the Centennial Wrap-Up event coming out this week. Just sort of, I've got final details from the group. I'm just waiting for them to finalize a name for the event, and then we'll have those details go out. Your Worship, it's a perfect time to just have everyone around the council chambers flag December 1st on their calendars now so that uh, you can be there for Centennial. We're not calling it the wrap-up. We're calling it something else spectacular. That's December the 1st at 1. No, Tonya, how come I can't remember what time we're starting? It is 1. 1. Whew. Okay. Uh, where's yeah. today a picture there? It was going to be for the time capsule, but we're missing a member of council, so we'll push that to a later date when we have everybody here. The reminder I sent out was for the uh, uh, generous donation by the Kishalas. for five, ten minutes and come back and go again.